The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez on SAFM. Mr. Tawam Zobe, Chief Executive Officer, National Development Agency. It held a public dialogue to commemorate World Food Day under the global theme, Grow, Nourish and Sustain Together, based on insights from the NDA's critical review research report on food and nutrition security and further alignment to the World Food Day theme, the public dialogue sought sought to maximize the quality of life benefits for hungry people will be discussed and was discussed. The dialogue highlighted not only the state of food security in the country, it looked at improving policy responses, coordinating the appropriate implementation mechanisms, and measure the progress of the sustainable development goals. Well, she's on the line now, Tamam Zobi, to tell us more about not just the dialogue that was held, but the greater work of the NDA in relation to food and food security. Ma'am, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Sonia. Thank you for having me. Good evening, South Africa. One of the most critical things that this year certainly the country has been faced with, not necessarily the shortage of food, but perhaps the uneven distribution thereof. If the case studies on what happened in relation to the food food packages and samples is anything to go by, and this is something that surely would have featured strongly in the dialogue. Uh, yes, Songhez, one must say that uh, as National Development Agency, our key mandate is to contribute towards poverty eradication. And uh, as you might know, uh, in the main, when we talk poverty, food takes priority to say nation must be fed, especially the country must be sustainable, as South Africa is mainly known for uh, its agricultural uh, muscle. So for us as National Development Agency, Amongst other things that we are mandated to do is to dialogue with communities, civil society, business and institutions of higher learning uh, to, de- to, to discuss and deliberate on development policies for the country. And in the main, what we looked at was to check upon the four pillars that really uh, talks to food security, which is food availability, the accessibility, the utilization and food stability. As it's outlined in our SDGs, uh, SDG 2, which is Zero Hunger, SDG 12, Consumption and Production, and Partnership in the name. So we've seen through the genesis of uh, COVID-19, we were exposed in terms of inequalities, uh, the access to food for vulnerable groups in the main, those rural communities. And uh, the study actually started, was commissioned last year between the Social Development and HSRC to ensure that uh, we dig deeper into the areas uh, that emanate uh, on issues of um, the food in terms of food and and, and nutrition in the country. So safe to say that we were with Department of Planning and Monitoring Evaluation and Statutes A in our dialogue. To, to, to try and dig deeper into to looking to the research what came out. So we identified food and nutrition as cause and consequence of poverty and inequality and, and enduring development challenges in South Africa. So as a result of this research, we as NDA, in our partnership, we said, in essence, this report is a descriptive snapshot of the state of the food nutrition security in the country to pave a way further to deeper analytical investigation. So it formed the basis for that dialogue, which took place on the 13th of October.
in the lane, and it it coincided with the World Food Day. So there are critical factors that the country is looking at, and in the lane, we do have policies as a country. Uh, If you look at the 2012 Integrated Food Security Strategy, the National Policy Food Nutrition and Security and National Food Nutrition Security Plan. However, coordination remains the challenge. If we look at the pandemic, uh, how it hit us, the private sector, business, the civil society in the main, and government, we've seen what coordination can do into targeting the areas where we've been always challenged in making food available and accessible to the poor and vulnerable. Here are a couple of questions that I've already taken from your preliminary thoughts, which I thoroughly appreciate. But the question of inequality is probably a very old conversation in relation to no South African could conceivably be surprised by the fact that South Africa is an unequal society. From the dialogue and the research that gave rise, if in many respects, to the dialogue, when we talk about inequality, precisely what is it that contributes to that inequality? For instance, I might venture an, an, an answer to that question by saying part of government's program and the lack of coordination contributes to the uneven distribution of resources. Therefore, the greater concentration of resources will be where there's less of a need and there will be if you like, a shortage where it is most desperately needed, as you've alluded to, in the rural marginalized spaces. Outside of that, which for me is obvious, what else can you contribute the inequality to, co- to or what are the other symptoms of this inequality? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm tempted to, to, to say, other than that, is the manner in which the value chain that talks to the whole uh, issue of making the circle complete to addressing the issues emanating from the small-scale farmers, that is your smallholders, producers, right up to the shelf. So in terms of the access, that's still a challenge. In terms of the challenges of global warming, it's a new challenge that is facing us. But in as the latest uh, uh, information or statistics in terms of Section 20, 2020, 78, only 78 smallholder producers have been satisfied for South Africa good agriculture practice. If you look in the main, the arable land that is found in, 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 the, in the rural areas that is not yet uh, touched, and the land that is now responded to by government, it talks to as well the skills thereof to say, how do we bridge a gap uh, between those who have skills and those who have land? And uh, the farmers uh, that we are talking about, that as statistics of 2015, 2016 as a baseline, we only had 20 farmers that were registered in terms of the the SA gap uh, as compared to the 78. So if you see the slowness in terms of pace, in terms of access, in terms of making sure that uh, the small-scale farmers get into the main of the, the whole value chain, that is one challenge. And secondly... The area of putting women, remember the face of poverty is, is, is women. So when you look at the agricultural sector, it's male-dominated, which is a gender issue that the country needs to be can alert to and needs to be addressed. And about 13.8 million that live below the food poverty line, which is in the main, it's 561 per person per month. In the main, those who are in the poverty line, the face again is women. women. So if we can address inequalities uh, with more bias 
to women, which are in the lead in terms of the household uh, provision for this food. So for, 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 for food access, for food availability, for sustainability and stability. So for me, I would want to say... I Ma'am, sorry, sorry. Let me just leave it there. Let me just leave it there. I've got like 10 seconds left before I have to take an ad break. Otherwise, we will be cut. Thank so you. we'll leave it in relation Thank to with that bias, what needs to be done? In other words, focusing some of the state's resources towards women more than men as a response to perhaps dealing with inequality. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. We're back. We are live. Mrs. Tamom Zobe, CEO of the National Development Agency, talking to us about the World Food Day that was recently commemorated and particularly the conversations for South Africa to create a more equal society where there is rampant inequality and within that inequality the face of, if you like, poverty and related subjugation thereof being women and, of course, children and probably even the elderly. And the CEO then was taking us through what potential solutions could there be and programs that would then be biased towards women who then obviously can attend to the statistic that women in poverty are most hard affected. Ma'am, you want to continue? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I think when you look at the household survey that uh, took place on the 15th of July at the Daily Maverick, it revealed clearly that uh, it was a, a net loss of 3 million jobs between uh, February and April this year alone which women accounted for 2 million of those people who left their livelihoods and the economy was shut down. Now, it's, it's, it tells us as a country that we need to be biased in intervention and program and resourcing the women-led initiatives. And I'm excited because the Department of uh, Rural, uh, Rural Department and, uh, it's in the lead of trying to, to address as such, as we have observed, the minister has pronounced on the land issues that the, the land that was released to, to, to citizens and to those who qualify. So one of the strategies that the country might be intentional in addressing this gap and this inequality is to prioritize women and to ensure that the mentorship program that NDA runs and other government departments and other business in the land that are in farming are looking into investing and resourcing and mentoring those women-led programs so that we see the yields of that of those lands not as what we experienced before when the government tried for the first time to give land to the communities especially the youth so if we can invest in that biasness we can see the shift in terms of the landscape of the gap that really exists in terms of the the farming sector and secondly we must take advantage of the expertise and the experience of the other racial groups that are in the know, that have been the space of the agriculture way before uh, uh, democracy uh, came into space. So for me, it's that opportunity which is in the main, the social cohesion, uh, the social compact in bringing together even those in the civil society sector who were not particularly in the farming sector. So for us is to go back to the drawing board to say as a country, as we are prioritizing infrastructure, we should give such priority to agricultural uh, 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 reforms and the policy shift in how we craft our policies as accounting officers, as the DGs. It should be talking and addressing such needs for youth, 
for women. As long as we have women as the face of poverty, the, the, the vicious cycle will continue to haunt us as the country, yet we are so rich. And it talks Let me ask the, one more question, sorry, before we are cut out again. Let me ask one more question because I'm seriously out of time. In relation to everything that you have said and some of which you haven't touched on, I mean, invariably the conversation of farm murders and related conversations around there are, however one looks at it, a threat then to food security in this country. What would be your point as a point of departure in, in this conversation even in relation to South Africa's conversation about farm murders? against World Food Day and related securities? One minute. I, I think it, 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 ta- it talks back again to the NDA mandate, where we have a conversation, where we dialogue as, as communities, where you, we dialogue as civil societies. Remember the small-scale farmers are a sector, they're a group. How do we find to interface in a fair, open, transparent dialogue where the interest is not in who have and who have not, the interest is the priority of the country? So those dialogues will create sort of a platform for us to have a social compact with as far as the interest of the country is in dealing with the food uh, shortage issues and in dealing with the food uh, accessibility issues. So for me, the protection and the, 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 the comfort that each other will, each will have amongst each other will talk more into us as being a society that wants to inhabit a capable state which will sustain us in terms of the production from the hard labor that we invest as a collective. The the social cohesion that we we once talked about as a country is a conversation that we need to restart again and dialogue in as far as even when we're addressing the issue of Section 25 of the Constitution, that dialogue needed to continue until we're comfortable about the agenda that we're pursuing as a country. Ma'am, thank you then so much for your time. All the best for the work of the NDA, National Development Agency. The CEO, Mrs. Tamum Zobe, has been on the line with us. Food for all through a resilient food and nutritious system. Certainly a strong case has been made out, especially in relation to women in this country. After the conversation, then the final one for this hour, Ms. Leah Mola. Molatzeli, member of Council University of the Free State. She's an entrepreneur and author talking to us about legal tech startups and related innovation after the break.